This is the 508 Podcast, a podcast where we're crazy passionate about helping you navigate and excel into your 20s and beyond. Every month, we'll bring you candid conversations from the 508 leadership team about hot topics for those who are striving for growth. Let's listen in for this week's podcast episode. What's up, 508 family? Welcome to another episode of the 508 Podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Francis Turpak III. And I'm going to be your host today. Were you the fourth <laughs> last episode? Thing, dude. I can call they myself whatever I want. The third. Thank you, guys. Um, the 78th. Turgy, I think, is Turgaloo. It's a third. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael Francis, our third. And I have two of my favorite people and Devin with me today <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> because of all of his jokes. Um, and uh, yeah, so why don't we do, uh, I'll start with, with Rue. She just came back from her. I think it was like a 12 month sabbatical or something like that that she did. I tried to get away so yeah. my hair doesn't all fall off. Yeah, so um, she's back. This is the first time she's actually done something for the ministry in a long time. So welcome to the church. Just Thanks. Kidding. That's all. That's it. Okay. And now I, feel about that um, I was kidding. We were just joking. And to my left, we have the main daddy of our church, Daddy <laughs> Davis. He's a new dad. He's a new father. Justin Davis, welcome. Not even gonna say anything. <laughs> and okay, I've had zero responses from either my introduction, so I guess I will honor on this one. We have one of the greatest leaders on the planet. His name is Pastor Devin the Joshua Fry. I'm not even gonna say anything. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, um, how do you guys know? Um, right now during this podcast, our knees are on top of each other. <laughs> Underneath the table, I am literally touching his. Is the fly still here? Is the real question? <laughs> Somewhere. In the last podcast, we had a fly that was flying around like crazy. Um, hold on. I'm getting something in my in here. Um, the, uh, the sponsor of today's podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is ninemonthsabbatical.com. <laughs> so if anybody wants to take another nine-month sabbatical or talk to Rue, you can send her an email. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm just coming for bars. I might just do a roast vest. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, anyways, we are going to transition into the, um, the main topic of today's podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about hearing God's voice. Um, so I thought um, I'll do, I'll kind of set this up in a story and then we can transition. But um, I remember years ago, years ago when I was less of a Christian than I am today. Um, I remember uh, there was a, an opportunity for me to go to a school and this school was in Florida. Okay. School was in Florida. And I remember talking to Justin Davis and Pastor Devin Fry. I do remember this. And I was like, Listen, I think I'm hearing from the Lord. There's a school that I that is calling my name. And it was in Florida, it's a great place, great location. And I was like, hey, um, I don't know for sure if I'm supposed to be there. I think I'm supposed to be there. And I got into the school, et cetera, et cetera. So anyways, I was in many ways um, pulling what we call the God card. And I was saying, I heard God tell me mm that I need to go to school here to do X, Y, and Z. Never heard that one before. <laughs> we hear it a lot in ministry. <laughs> and so what we wanted to do on today's podcast is kind of address this, um, I don't know, this thought process. And this is where, we were just talking about this, like this is where the weirdest Christianity comes from, where it's like, I heard God tell me that I'm, I, I mean, I had a dream last night, me and you were married. Like I saw it, like there's, there's these thought processes and things that we go through. Um, and that we hear as leaders about hearing from God. So we want to address that today. Mm -hmm. uh, Pastor Devin, I'll transition to you. Where, um, this is a principle that I heard from you, spirit-led 
um, principle-driven that I've had to learn and grow and mature in, in my own walk. So can you talk to us a little bit about where does that come from, what is the principle, and we can go from there. Yeah, so I think this is a grounding principle. I think it's a maturing one. Matter of fact, in Acts chapter 6, this is where I got it from. So I was reading this, and the entire New Testament church was built on these people. And it lists a specific set of characteristics and distinctives for what these people would look like and act like. So Acts chapter 6, verse 3, Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit Hmm. and wise. Full of the Spirit and wise. And we will turn this responsibility over to them, and we will give attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. So there were disciples increasing, and essentially they're like, hey, we need to not be bogged down by some of these tasks. We can actually raise up some other leaders to do this so that we can be devoted to the things that God has assigned and developed for us. So they raised up some of these people, but in those people, they were looking for a few distinctives and descriptives. Actually, at 508, we do this all the time. We have our leadership values. So we're looking for four different values. We have hungry, healthy, holy, humble. Mm -hmm. So those four H's are really what we're looking for. In in the New Testament church, this takes precedence. Hmm. So brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit, Mm -hmm. Spirit-led, and wisdom, Mm -hmm. principle-driven. And then it says uh, we will turn this responsibility over to them. So they're also responsible. So we have spiritual, practical, and then even responsible. Those Mm -hmm. are the three things that we're really looking for and God was looking for to develop his New Testament church. I cannot emphasize that enough. So that being said, spirit-led, I think that's the leadings, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. That mm-hmm. is the, you know, Isaiah, I think it's chapter 30. It talks about, you know, this is the way, walk in it, whether turn to the left or to the right. This is the way, walk in it. And then principle-driven. This is to be a person that is grounded in the Word. The primary way God mm-hmm. speaks yeah. is through His Word. Mm-hmm. The primary mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, you know, I want to hear the audible voice of God. Read the Bible out loud, period. <laughs> you want to hear the audible voice of God? Yeah. Read the Bible yeah. out loud. You heard the audible voice of God. It is written in the text. In the Bible, in, in the Holy Spirit, or God's promptings, God's leadings, God's whispers would never deviate from the Word. So if it's mm-hmm. in the Word, that's the filter. That's how we stay grounded. That's mm-hmm. how we stay rooted. So spirit-led, principle-driven. So I believe the Spirit of God can speak. He can prompt. I, I kind of of the persuasion that you have seers, feelers, hearers. So seers are like dreams, visions. You see that all throughout, especially the Old Testament narratives, the apocalyptic scriptures, kind of the major and minor prophets. You get dreams and visions. Then you have feelers. Um, you know, he was Jesus was moved with compassion. I, I would say I probably fall more in that camp. Hmm. Um, I, I've heard. I feel like I've heard the whispers of the Lord. I've never heard the audible voice of God mm-hmm. in my life, but I've heard the whispers of God and really the leadings, the promptings of like, I need to go to that person. I'll look at somebody and then just they glow to me. Um, I think that's the promptings of the Lord. That's spirit led. And mm-hmm. then feelers. I'm sorry, hearers, where they hear the whispers of God. Like, I don't know. Just I, I feel like there's a lot of people where. Uh, the Lord directed them. He led them. He guided them through the whispers of God. He He directed Israel. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know what camp you maybe fall under. I think you, God can speak through all of those, by mm-hmm. the way. I think you do have a dominant side, though. Yep. Um, and I can go into some of the practicals on like what that looks like. But that's where spirit-led, principle-driven comes from. Acts chapter 6, verse 3. The New Testament believers were built on that principle. Spirit-led, principle-driven. I've seen a lot of people abuse um, using I heard God or mm-hmm. God told me. Yes. Matter of fact, I'm going to say something controversial for a second. When somebody uses God told me, I think they're a very insecure Christian. Mm-hmm. I think they're extremely insecure because they will use a staple like God told me so that nobody can refute or revoke mm-hmm. what they said. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's very insecure, very yeah. insecure. And then if we're honest, pastors, I'm a pastor myself. I have talked to pastors and preachers. I've been around sermons my whole life. Um, if we're honest, when we hear God told me, we have a confidence, but we're like 80, 90%. Like I'm yeah. pretty sure this is yeah. God from yes. what I understand about scripture, from what I understand about his character, mm -hmm. from what I understand about his life because of intimacy with the Lord. I'm pretty positive. But that's why I use the phrase, I think the Lord led me here. And I'm going to give you a little uh, rubric on how to make sure you hear from God, how to make sure you don't get taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, under my spiritual care, under our pastoral leadership and influence, under Pastor Derek and Stacy Fry, stop saying God told me. Hmm. I'm going to be just direct and yep. I'm just pastor for a second. Stop saying God told me and start saying, I believe the Lord is leading me in this direction. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to introduce my rubric yet, but we'll get into that in a moment. Yeah. Does that make sense? Does yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard the word rubric since high school? What is it like the syllabus? Just a little, right? uh, little formula, a little like wow. I don't know, just a little. I think like that. That. one of the things that I think through as you're talking through that is like I don't. Know, I feel like things get weird when I mean I know this in my own life because I when you're when you're practicing the presence of God, it's like there are moments where He'll there'll be the whispers. Um, but where things get weird is when you take a whisper and then you don't attach it to scripture mm -hmm. and you're just like, you hear this whisper Sheesh. and you're like, <laughs> you get all excited. And then uh, in my experience, I'm just saying personally, when God has given me a word for somebody, it's more so I, I might even hear a whisper. So for me, very, very practically in the morning, um, especially on mornings where like maybe it's a Saturday or a Sunday, I have a little bit more time to like rest and relax. A lot of people think that. Um, pastors and, and leaders just sit down all day and just hum, <laughs> just listen for God. It's not what we do. Um, so even in like a, a busy work schedule, stuff like that, it's like you can always find time. You can always find pockets. Um, and for me, on like a Saturday morning, I'll try to, I'll practice hearing from God. So I'll sit down and I will not do anything. I will literally sit and I'll listen. I'll listen to worship music and I'll listen to hear, is God speaking anything? Usually, there's some sort of whisper. Sometimes it's just like, Mike, I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. And then I'm encouraged. And I sometimes I'm brought to tears. Like even right now, I'm remembering a moment where it was just like, I needed I needed that fa the Father's voice to say, I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. And for some of you, you're either insecure or, or hurting or maybe running away from the church. But it's just like, if you could just sit down and hear your Father's voice. But for me, after that, so say for example, Justin gives me a word which is a common language you hear in the church. Um, if you have a word for somebody and it's not attached to scripture, it's probably not a word. Mm -hmm. But usually, if I'm sitting down on a Saturday morning and I get a word for somebody, mm -hmm. um, usually it's a one week, two week, three week process of like, did I actually hear that? Right. Mm -hmm. Did I hear it right? Because usually if I hear it right, he'll give me a scripture. Mm -hmm. So he, I hear something and then I'm like, okay, that could be me, it could be so, my conscience, mm -hmm. it could be this. So for me, I'm like, a good test is, does that come on the next Saturday? If that word is coming on the next Saturday, I'm so like, good. okay, there's repetition behind this. Mm -hmm. Maybe I could like read the Bible. So I'm reading the Bible, reading through stuff, and then I, I see something in the scripture. And then I'm like, oh, that's exactly like point blank what God was speaking to me about this person. So then you take the scripture, and instead of just saying, this is what God told me, say, this is what the, God word, the word of God says. So good. And then you say the word of God, and then it edifies the person. Can I interject real quick? So God is not required to fulfill something he never said. Mm -hmm. So if he didn't say it, mm -hmm. he won't see it fulfilled. So one way you can see if God said something or not would be the fruit in your life. Yes. 
um, which is why you should attach, and I echo what you said so brilliantly, um, if you want to know if it's his voice, you need to find a verse. Mm-hmm. The voice yeah, should be good. supported by a verse. Yeah. Or would you say, you whisper, how'd you say it? Um, your whisper should be attached to the word. So voice, yeah. verse, whisper, yeah. word. Yeah, whisper, word. So find, find a verse, mm-hmm. because that's a prophetic word, by the way. A prophetic word is... You get a word, you say the word until you see the word. That is how you prophesy, by mm-hmm. the way. Yes. You get a word, you say the word until you see the word. Yes. That is how you get a prophetic word. And honestly, mm-hmm. I would say you you do a phenomenal job Incredible at job. doing that. Um, I think you have a track record of prophetic accuracy. And there's a lot of people that don't have that nowadays. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is why I think you got to be very cautious going forward. If you're going to release a prophetic word or you're going to release prophecy, God told me this. Have a verse, back it up. There should be a principle attached to it. Mm-hmm. That's where the spirit-led, principle-driven comes into play. Yeah, uh, I think this is so good for our community. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we're talking about this. Because you get a word, or you, you get a revelation from God. You get the, the word from mm-hmm. God, uh, a rhema word from God. You release those two together. And you can, with boldly, you can boldly and confidently be like, this is the Lord. Like, I know. Yeah. My spirit confirms and yeah. affirms when there's a word released. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jay, you have anything to say about that? Um, so there's a couple different things. You already said fulfillment. So there's a couple different things that I try to uh, try to test um, when I feel like I've heard a word from God. And it's either, does it come, to, is it fulfilled? Or mm-hmm. is there um, some supernatural fruit attached to this word? So uh, w- when I say that is, um, do I feel... Uh, some type of fruit of the spirit, like we'll say peace, um, when I shouldn't feel peace. Mm. So, so good. Jay. So when uh, I'll use an example, when I got a rejection for what I felt my calling was, hmm. and I felt I heard God say that Jess and I have closed one door, but I have opened many others. When I heard that and I felt that there was a supernatural peace that came over me mm-hmm. when I felt like my world was crumbling. Yep. And so when I shouldn't have felt peace, I felt peace. And so That's that good. is when I knew that it was a word from God is because there was a supernatural peace. It That's it good. it was above the natural of what I should have been feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good, bro. Yeah, it's good. Um, what I've, I was reminded as you were talking of, um, one of the, I think the scariest words, I guess you could say, um, was I remember spending time it was a long week. I think it was a Friday night. Um, and we had, I think the next week was the 508 or something like that. So I was just like kind of looking through stuff, reading, reading the word a bit. Um, and I remember God, like I had thought that I heard um, something about like, we need to move in order to multiply. And I remember like sitting there. And um, so God speaks in all different kinds of ways. So um, even in terms of like words of knowledge and words of wisdom, like sometimes God will give you a word that's very, very specific. Um, and what one thing I've learned too is that when God wants something said, he'll repeat it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, so good, okay, man. I heard something and I'm like, maybe I should just like write that down, like put, make a little note. So I made a note of it. Um, and I remember as I'm sitting with him, I, I had just heard, I heard it over and over and over again. Um, and then I saw a, a quick picture of Pastor Derek. So just like a picture of him preaching actually. Um, and so for me, I was like, okay, maybe maybe God is trying to like put some pieces together for something that he once said. But for me, and going back to like accuracy with like the prophetic, it's like, if it's not repeated and if it's not sat on, you should not be saying anything. Absolutely. <laughs> like you shouldn't just pick up your phone and be like, 
Pastor Derek, I saw a picture of you preaching and like you, it's not the way to operate like mm-hmm. that. And that'll protect you. That makes you, that'll help you to not be weird. Absolutely. Yeah. So for me, what I saw was like, or taken advantage of mm-hmm. even more than weird, taken advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. Taken advantage of and like manipulating mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So for me, that was, that was a very, very scary moment for us, for me, because I was like, one, that's our lead pastor. And two, if you're, if you're going to operate in that lane, it's like, you can't just, you can't just throw up something like that. It needs to be very, very specific, and there needs to be a word attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as time went on, as it was repeated, I knew that I knew it was from God because mm-hmm. He kept saying it over and over and over again. And it was the vision, by the way, that He gave our pastor. So good. So it was like it was submitted to the vision that our mm-hmm. pastor already had for our church. Yeah. So sometimes it's like, is it the vision of the church? And have you sat on it? Is it repeated? Is it in the Word? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then you can move so forward good. with it. I think so. You guys, I'll combine what you both said. So a word, you should have it either fulfilled or confirmed. Yes. So confirmed as in you're, you're hearing it, you're seeing it. Uh, other people are like, I, my spirit agrees with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the, the, fulfill, that's the uh, confirmed part. Or fulfilled is God is required to fulfill words he said. He mm-hmm. is not required to fulfill words he did yeah. not say. Yep. So that's why you got to understand context. That's why I understand biblical accuracy. You use the word. To get a whisper or the whisper, you get a word, mm-hmm. voice, verse, that whole thing. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll give you the rubric that, uh, <laughs> that I, I mentioned because I think this has saved me a thousand times from either not being taken advantage of, not taking advantage of other people unintentionally or accidentally, which a lot of people have done that, by the way, through prophetic words. The Bible says in Jeremiah, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Hmm. So that's why I think it's so important that you have to test yourself. You have to... You have to mm-hmm. test the word that you're giving to other people because it could be very manipulative on accident. Yeah. Yes. Um, you could be like, I I think this is a word from God, but because you have, you know, the curse of knowledge, you know that uh, they have this sin habit or mm-hmm. they have this bad character trait, then it can just be so fleshly. Yeah, and yeah. your flesh could give them what seems like a prophetic word, but you're actually being manipulative yeah. and you're using God's language. Yeah, yeah. It's so dangerous. Hopefully that makes sense. So here's the here's the formula. Revelation, interpretation, application. Okay? Revelation, interpretation, application. You hear from the Lord. That is the perfect word and will of God. Revelation. Interpretation. This is where you go to the scriptures, and this is where you go to godly counsel. Mm -hmm. So important. This is where I believe the Lord told me this. I think I got a word for this season. I think I got a word when it comes to this person or this lifestyle or this you know next season we're walking into revelation interpretation and then through conversation with godly wise counsel you get application yeah it is such a great way to make sure things are accurate things are healthy and you get a perfect word will word from the lord and you interpret it through scripture you interpret it through other people and then you find application mm-hmm. that has helped me and saved me so much yeah um I think it's, I would love to in a second hear from you guys personally on what does your time with God look like um, and how, like very, very specifically, like, do you read the word of God? Like, do you, how much time do you worship and stuff like that? I think that'd be helpful for the community. Um, but as you, um, I don't know, maybe you're, maybe you're hearing this and you're just like, cause this, this topic is to Dev's point, it can be manipulated like crazy and it, you can manipulate people like crazy with this. And so I would take everything that we're saying with a grain of salt and I would also um, actively, and I'll just share my part of it first, but um, mm. there are very specific things that you can do um, 
in your private time with God that can help you grow in your maturity. Four years ago, I was very, very immature with this gift. In fact, God didn't really use me in this gift for, he progressively, as I started to learn what he was doing, he would use me more. Um, but for me, it was more so, how much time can I spend actually waiting to hear from him? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people want the gift of prophecy and they ask for it. The Bible says that you should eagerly desire that gift. Um, so I remember reading that. And I'm like, if we should eagerly desire it, I'm mm-hmm. gonna like, I'm gonna start asking God like crazy. I, I remember sitting in um, my buddy's mm-hmm. room, and I was just spending time with him. And I'm like, God, I don't, I don't get used with like the gift of prophecy. So like, can you like, can you give it to me? <laughs> and I remember I never really saw anything for probably two years yeah. after that. But I kept asking him and asking him. But a lot of people are asking him, and then they don't shut the door. <laughs> They don't shut the door, they don't sit down, they don't put on either worship music or like an instrumental. Yeah. So for me, practically, um, a few times a week more so, and even in my car rides um, to some sales appointments and stuff like that, I'll just put on some low instrumental music, I'll hear from the Lord, I'll put on the, the Word. Um, I learned from Pastor Devin. Um, I just read sequentially. Like I just, I've, I've read the Old Testament, I think it ended like the end of last year, I just read two or three chapters a day. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm in, almost finishing up numbers so i'll just i'll just go at my own pace to rough book that's oh my gosh i've been i've been been praying in jesus name okay once you hit 28 you're like oh this is nice again (laughs) exactly it's been taking forever honestly it felt it's been feeling like forever (laughs) with reading through that but those are some practical things what would you guys share i'll let you go jay i have so much to say on this well i was gonna i was gonna say i was just reminded of verse while you were talking um and so many times people when they're going through circumstances in life and they have issues and they're really trying to hear from god they they seek out like the the big conferences or big church services because they feel like they're going to get a word from god there and it reminded me of a story in first kings when elijah he just gets done killing all the prophets of Baal and a hit is put out on him and he flees. And he runs away to the mountain. And this is 1 Kings 19 verse 11. It says, The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the mm-hmm. Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came, a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Hmm. So people are always trying to look for something big and extravagant because that's where they're going to hear from God. But he doesn't usually speak like that. He speaks in a whisper. Come on, Jay. That's good. Yes, sir. Uh, Yeah, I think that is how the Lord, that's his primary way, is whispers in word. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that's why a lot of times when people are going through certain situations, we do prayer and fasting because mm-hmm. that's the time that you take away, like you kind of shut out some of the distractions and you take like alone, quiet time mm-hmm. um, with God because of that. Um, I mean, I know I've had a lot of great like counselors and people that I constantly talk to that have, it's not necessarily like a word for me, but it's like they give you wisdom and counsel and they... Um, it's important to me when people remind you of who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. I think um, mm-hmm. that's something I like to do when I see someone that needs prayer or something. Like mm-hmm. I used to have this fear of like praying for people, and it would like literally burn inside. It's like I'm looking at someone, and, and I know I should. Her. <laughs> I would like I know I need to be praying for that person, but I'm good right here. <laughs> but you so, do such a good job of it now. But yeah. it's like you 
I think that's obeying. Like, yeah. I would say that's one way God speaks to me. Like, that's the Holy Spirit kind of like tugging on you, like, go pray for that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you're there, you're obeying, which mm-hmm. is like, okay, I, if you're going to obey me, I'm going to keep doing this because mm-hmm. I can trust you. Like, Yeah, so I know that, I don't know if I've ever had, like, where I audibly heard God's voice like that or, like, it's more of, like, a feeling. And when you're reading the word, it's, like, a clarification. It's, like, yes, what you were feeling is accurate. Mm-hmm. And then... I don't know through speaking to wise counsel that I know that's usually like if I feel at peace with what I feel and I talk someone through it um, like a mentor and that's something we always talk about here that's usually when I know like okay I'm okay where I'm at I know this is right um, yeah. and I feel at peace kind of what you mm-hmm. were saying Justin like peace is really important to me like I always ask for that mm-hmm. um, and I you get that through spending time with God through being in his word and then surrounding yourself with it's great. Great, great counsel. Mm-hmm. It's great. I think um, one thing that I think is important to note, when you don't have a word or you don't feel like you hear a whisper, use wisdom. So three W's. I'm already, mm. I'm already doing it on accident. <laughs> if you don't have a word, if you don't feel like you hear a whisper, use wisdom. Mm-hmm. God gives an entire literature, you know, library of books in the Old and New Testament that says get wisdom. Mm. The beginning of the fear of the Lord is wisdom. And so when you don't mm. have a word, use wisdom. But I think you pursue the word, find a word, get a word, and it'll be so helpful for you. Matter of fact, I put this in my Sunday sermon um, when I preached the sermon Daniel's Den. I didn't actually use it, but th- I think this is this is going to be good. James chapter 1, verse 5 says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, not other things, but ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. This will be wild introduction. Probably don't have enough time for this. Maybe it's a new episode, but... They say, let him ask God, not horoscopes, not crystals, Mm. not Ouija boards, Mm -hmm. not psychics, Mm -hmm. not tarot cards, Mm -hmm. not Reiki, not fortune telling. Let him ask God. Mm. And people are so desperate to hear from the supernatural that you will settle for evil supernatural Mm -hmm. things. And just because evil spirits are real does not mean they are innocent. So important. I'm going to say it again. Just because evil spirits are real, you can get power from those things. Mm -hmm. You can probably get answers from those things. But trust me, there is such a repercussion from mm-hmm. that and so the bible says let him ask god not other things not necromancy not not raising up and conjuring up the dead not speaking to the you know the dead i think that's so dangerous and so to me it's just a spirit uh, this is where i feel like the spirit of god is speaking to me right now is to kind of change the direction even just a little bit to making sure we are not conjuring up those evil spirits we're Mm -hmm. listening to the holy spirit we use the word of god the whispers of god and the wisdom of god and i'm telling you you're going to go on the right path yeah it's good so important um as uh even as uh rue was talking i was kind of reminded of a scripture in luke chapter 12 um in verse 11 it says when you are brought before synagogues rulers and authorities do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say that's a key part or what you will say verse 12 for the Holy Spirit will teach you at the time what you should say. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit will teach you at the time what you should say. And I remember when I first started, um, even in church and like praying for people and stuff like that, um, I was maturing in the gift and learning how to hear from God and stuff like that. And I remember how many moments I would either, like you were saying, Rue, like you see somebody or like, and you're just like, oh, I should pray for them or whatever. Um, and at this point I've just learned, like, if I, if I even have an inkling that this is like what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to go do it, (laughs) whether, whether I think it's the right thing or not. Um, and 
maybe you're listening to this podcast and either you just started with church or you're trying to mature in this gift and everything we're talking about is really scary for you. You're just like, one, I'm not going to pray for somebody. There's no way. And then two, like, I want the gift of prophecy and I want to hear you from You will God. pray for people if you come to our church. Trust me, you're going to be thrown That's into the fire. Yes, exactly. Um, but maybe you're thinking like, all right, they can do it, but this is this is not where I'm at. I believe that God, I believe God wants to use you. And for a long time, the enemy has shut your mouth. And now I believe, and you might not be in our community, but you're in your community, and there's something that God wants to do through you. And every time that he gives you, even if you if you think you hear that whisper, say you're at a church service, you think you hear a whisper, and you, you see somebody and you're like, man, I should go pray for them. But you're like, yeah, but God, I don't know what to say. Let me read the scripture. Let me read the scripture. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say so don't don't let it stop you can i add to that real quick so because i think we we can leave it off there so the holy spirit will teach you what to say if you have already have divine recall this is where divine recall comes into play you need to put deposits in you need to put word in you and then he'll reveal that so the holy spirit is a great librarian this is a beautiful illustration he's a great librarian so if you put something in you he will find that. He'll go to this section. Yeah. Go to this mm-hmm. thing. He'll use that ladder so good. and pull it back out and say, "Okay, they need this word." Yeah. So that's why you read. That's why you journal. That's why you worship. That's why you listen to worship music. That's why that's you good. sing songs because the Holy Spirit will give you the reminder. But this speaks to divine recall. He's not just going to conjure up something like God's going to give you this straight up word. Mm-hmm. Like I think He can do that, but that is not the primary way He does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So put word in you. Listen to the whispers of God and then use the wisdom of God and he'll use that. Mm-hmm. That's how the Holy Spirit works. And you can be mm-hmm. so practical with that too. Like I remember like we have leaders advances. So our our leaders will all go away, we'll have a weekend together. I love that you bring this up. Yeah. It's the best. In advance, you need to be in your word. So yeah. it's like like we'll we'll be there and we'll talk about like okay, if anybody has a word for anybody, like you can operate in your gift, it's a safe place. But weeks before that, we're I know preparing. that we're going to a leader leaders advance. I'm like I need to just Get in the word. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we tell our people We're get preparing. some mission. You need yes. to prepare. Like th- these mm-hmm. aren't sermons. You're giving words for like seasons for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times too, like you'll be reading the word and you'll just be like, that makes no sense at all to like my situation. And like you know it's God talking to you, but you're just like it's just nothing mm-hmm. to do with me. And then there's somebody that comes up to you at a leisure advance and they're like, hey, this is what's going on in my life. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's why I've been reading that scripture. Like literally whole books of the Bible. He'll he'll work through you. He'll speak through you. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll all these different things. So that's divine recall right there. Yes, yes. So you read that and you're like, I didn't get anything out of this. But then all of a sudden, bang, Holy Spirit gives you like, oh, there's this little nugget. There's a revelation that mm-hmm. comes from and then you release it. Yeah, yeah. So powerful. It's, yeah. it's the most incredible, like almost like an addictive yeah. feeling right there when that happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's like there's people that need that need your help yeah. and yeah. you need to speak it. I'm going to add something. I think, Mike, you might have said this before, but if you don't, um, if you feel like you haven't gotten a word from God in a while, hang on to like the last thing he said to you. Mm-hmm. Um, because usually, you know, for whatever reason, you feel like you're in the season that you're like, I feel like I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I haven't heard anything. I don't feel like God's leading me anywhere. But like hang on to whatever word he left you with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always a reminder too. Like I know he showed me this. I know he spoke to me through this. I know he helped me here. Like I'm gonna hang on to that because I know I'll get back to a place like that again. Yeah. But right now, just because it seems like I don't have anything doesn't mean God isn't with me. Doesn't mean he didn't leave me with mm-hmm. this specifically. That's good. Um, so I think that's really important to remember too. Exactly. Not every 
season is going to be one where you're like, mm-hmm. you feel like that constant, you know, conversation in a sense with God, like you're constantly hearing something or getting something Very new. True. It's okay to hang on to the last mm-hmm. thing he said to you. Yeah. So, um, uh, jumping on that, if you feel like you haven't heard from God in a while, or you're trying to hear his voice, a lot of the times you can't is because there's distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there's three distractions that I had written down. There's the devil, there's the world, and then there's the flesh and silencing those distractions so will help you hear from God. So with the devil, and I'll, I'll probably say something you can, you can rebuke me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but I don't think, I don't think the devil is attacking you personally. He's not omnipresent he's not everywhere at once he's not god he's not omnipotent he is not all knowing yeah. the way the devil gets at us is through confusion that's what he did to eve in the garden and so and that's what he's doing in culture right now is is just confusion yeah. and so being able to drown out that confusion by getting in your yeah. word and understanding what does god say because you can see that's how that's how the devil attacks jesus as he tries to manipulate him by using god's word yeah but the way that Jesus gets back at the devil is by using God's word. So being able to silence the devil by understanding the word of God. By the way, you're, ab- you're absolutely right. He uses the rulers, the principalities, mm-hmm. and that's why we cast those out. So yeah, he's not omnipresent. Yeah. Matter of fact, people train the devil because of your negative confessions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and you know, behaviors. Uh, what's the screw tape? Screw tape letters. Um, C.S. Lewis wrote that there are little demons that are just like writing down your words that you say oh they just confess mm. that my depression my yeah. anxiety mm-hmm. come on uh, my issues mm-hmm. and they're like okay well she just gave me permission now yep. i'm gonna go forward with that. i know yeah. where to hit her yes that's the devil right yep. there. that's the devil's work exactly so you silence yeah. the devil by this understanding the word helps so many people i completely i completely mm-hmm. agree go yeah. ahead. devil and there was the world world. is just being able to silence the world Flash. like getting when you're when you're sitting down and you're praying and you're worshiping and you're getting in your word silence the world get off social media turn the tv off get away into your prayer closet or somewhere get away from the world and that'll make god's voice so much louder and then being able to silence the flesh and that's that's what paul talks about is 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 crucifying yourself daily Mm -hmm. taking up your cross and following him and so Mm -hmm. being able to remove the devil's distractions by understanding the truth of God's word, being able to remove the world's distraction by just silencing and removing yourself and being able to remove the flesh's distractions by just constantly trying to grow and develop each day will help you hear from God so much better. And the flesh, um, the primary way Christians defeat the flesh is through fasting. Mm -hmm. It's the regular practice of fasting. Mm -hmm. And what that does is, is you are, you're crucifying your flesh. I'm not going to indulge in this because I'm going to indulge in the presence. And it's it's not it's not you know starving your flesh. It's feasting on God. That's fasting. Mm-hmm. That's really the way fasting should be uh, approached and how it should be done. And so the regular practice of that literally suppresses your flesh. It feeds your spirit, mm-hmm. and your spirit man is stronger than your flesh. Yeah. So I think that's how you get overcome. I think those are awesome. It, we give we give the devil so much airtime and like we just. It, Honestly, he doesn't even know your name. He's a defeated. He's like, it's so funny too because like now I remember I used to have this thought process like if I'm if I'm like being used by God like I'm always gonna have opposition and I'm always gonna be this and that. I I remember one day I was like spending time with God. I'm like, he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, why do you think that X Y like he's just gonna be constantly attacking? He's like, why don't you just take take authority over it and just be good? Like I remember one day I was just like, I made a decision. (laughs) I'm just gonna be emotionally good. And like it's, you can make a decision. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> that was one day, right? Yes, one day. Yes. 
but I remember like, I was just like, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop giving that ground. I'm going to stop giving the ground to the enemy. Like there's no way I am no longer just going to allow him to say like, you're not, you're not good enough. You're, you're Mm -hmm. anxious, you're depressed and all this stuff. It's like, just make a decision. He doesn't have that authority. Mm -mm. He can't do it unless we give him that authority to do that. One last thing and then we're wrapping up. Jay talked about confusion and how the devil is really the author of confusion. God is a God of order, not of chaos. So the devil will use confusing things because it's the biggest demotivator for any Christian to walk forward in their faith. Mm -hmm. So he uses confusion to mess with people in their minds. Um, I just preached a message. You should go back and watch it on Connect's YouTube channel, The Truth About Trolls. Um, Nehemiah was building the wall and Sambal and Tobiah and Geshem literally paid a prophet. They paid off a prophet to give a false prophetic word mm. to confuse Nehemiah mm. so that wow. he would not go forward with mm-hmm. his purpose. Mm. The devil still does that today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whether it's through a false prophecy, whether it's through a prophetic word, uh, it could be, by the way, it could be through good people that just give bad information. Mm-hmm. Like That's not a false prophet necessarily. A false prophet is not somebody that gives a wrong prophetic word. They could be a good person. They just give bad information. Yep. But a false prophet is somebody that literally is trying to thwart your purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's somebody that deceives your mindset, uh, thwarts you from the purposes and the call of God or the person of God. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so there, that is still very relevant today. And it's found through the relativism in our culture. It's found through what's going on in culture and in, in uh, politics. The nuclear family is being broken mm-hmm. up. I know that's not this podcast right now, but there's a lot to be said about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Because the devil is trying to confuse people, and he will mask it with spirituality, and as the ultimate conner's mm-hmm. move. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so we got to be careful. We got to be cautious. We got to know our word. We have to hear the whispers of God. We have to get in the wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. And so hearing the voice of the Lord, I think, is so crucial and so important for all of us. But He primarily does it through His word. You need to know your mm-hmm. word. Yeah. Amen. All right. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna transition. I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you two A's because I want my pastor to be proud of me. <laughs> Two A's. So this is this is how to hear God's voice very practically. The first one is appointment. So a lot of you want to hear God's voice, awesome. but you don't set an actual time, time and a mm. date, mm. or you don't have a habit. The Bible says that it was it was Jesus's custom to withdraw. So he would withdraw and he would pray. Mm. It wasn't something he did once in a while. It wasn't like a once a month appointment. It was his habit. So you need to have um, a very specific time where you set a time and you pray and you talk to God and you listen to him and you read the word, Um, which leads to number two, which is approach. So you have an appointment and you're there and then you need to approach God Mm. a certain way. Mm. So some practical things like being still and worshiping we talked about, which is like you literally just sitting there and you're not doing anything. I remember asking God one time, I'm like, is that okay for me to just like (laughs) sit here? And he's like, yeah, because then I can talk to you (laughs) instead of you like swiping through your phone and then doing this Mm. and that. Mm -hmm. Um, Put the phone in the other room. Yes, it's gotta go. Um, So distracting. Very distracting. So yeah, have an appointment and then have an approach. Quickly, real quick, so an appointment um, I think three, maybe four steps in, a, in an appointment. You worship, mm-hmm. you sit, there's there's solitude to that. I would journal or document. Yeah, yeah. Like how, how dangerous would it be if you get a word from God and you forget it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How scary would that be? Mm-hmm. So that's why you should document. Here's what the Lord is speaking to me. Or here's a scripture that really is helping me right now in this season. Write it down. Make it plain, Habakkuk says. Put it in front of your eyes and regularly review that. Uh, the devil wins through repetition, so does scripture. 
And so the more you repeat something, the more you hear something, the mm -hmm. more you're uh, regurgitating it, messing with it, meditate on the word day and night, and you will be prosperous and successful, Joshua says. Meditate on it, repeat it regularly, and I'm telling mm, you, yeah. your mindset's going to be different, your Amen. heart's going to be different, your future's going to be different, mm -hmm. because you're hearing the voice of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And when you're at the appointment, um, this is like when you were just talking about journaling. Um, I have I have four different notes in my Evernote of prophecies and promises that I've been writing down for Ooh, probably I like prophecies and promises. Yeah, I gotta start that note. So I've been in my <laughs> stole that so quick. <laughs> Hold on, let me pause. Let me jack that. You're That's gonna hear the, that in um, upcoming sermon. <laughs> next sermon time, I'm gonna be like, God told me this. <laughs> God does speak through other people. So. Yes, he does. He totally, he totally does through the body. So um, I have I have four notes. I started this I think four years ago, um, and I have I have things that I go to. Um, in tears regularly reminding myself of what God has been speaking. So good, One of those is to me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I'm literally like writing down sermons as you're talking. <laughs> fantastic. Um, but 11, 27, 20, so November 27th, which we're coming on that, um, 2020 at 8.49 a.m., I wrote down, let go of your dream for mine is here. Mm -hmm. Let go of your dream for mine is here. And this was the time when I was um, trying to build a YouTube channel, trying to do this and that. Mm -hmm. And now we're building our podcast. So um, very, very practically, as you're spending time with God, you can you can ask him for specific words for you. It doesn't always have to be for other people. So but cool. what's the point of having a word if you don't write it down? Come on. So for me, as practical as it can get, I write down the time, I write down the date, and I write down um, the actual specific word. I have titles and things of that nature, and even prophetic words Excellent. about this season we're walking in right now from Excellent. years ago. Excellent. Harvest um, season, baby. Harvest season. Harvest season. So anyways, we love you guys. Um, I know this might have been a little bit longer, but I think it was very, very helpful. Hey, comment in the section. We'll we'll look at some of the comments and ask questions. Or maybe there's some things that we could review. Or mm -hmm. hey, could you debrief this in a little bit more? Yeah. Maybe we'll yeah. throw it on Instagram. Maybe we'll throw it on YouTube or whatever. Um, but hopefully this episode helped. We talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, honestly, I didn't even get through half of my notes. I know Justin didn't either. I know Mike has prophecies and promises <laughs> I I, I for the next four and a half years. years. Four <laughs> <laughs> journals. Um, but thank you guys so much for watching. Yeah. We love you. I'll do the signature. Hey, we don't fear the future. We pioneer it. Peace. Love you. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode from the Five Away Podcast. If this episode helped or impacted you in any way, we would love for you to subscribe, leave us a like, rating, or review. If you have something you would like for us to talk about, we'd love for you to send it in through by leaving a comment on our YouTube channel or messaging us on Facebook or Instagram. Last thing, if you enjoy this podcast and want to see what it's like to be at an actual 508 service, we meet the very first Friday of every month and would love to host you. To find out when the next service is, visit our social media pages and search for the 508 or click the link below for all of our YouTube viewers. And until the next time, remember, we don't fear the future, we pioneer it.